And welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. You can find us at Podcast Quincy. That's what you look for when you're looking for this podcast is Podcast Quincy. I'm Mark Carey, the Mayor's Media Director, and uh, once again, happy to be here with himself, his honor, the Mayor of the great city of Quincy, Mayor Tom Koch. Hello, Mayor. Mark, it's great to be here on Podcast Quincy. You know, I was a radio guy. That was my, hey, everybody, it's beautiful. 50 degrees outside of our studios today, and it literally is 50 degrees. It is a January. beauty. It is a How beauty. about this past weekend, too, in the 70s? Quite a tease. We'll take it. Hey, if that's global warming and warms <laughs> January up a little bit, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess we get these freak days, but it's, it's not going to last. And since we started talking about it, why don't we just jump into that a little bit? We expect a little bit of snow this week. And uh, Yeah, they're know. talking some snow uh, and uh, remind people, because we haven't had much this winter to deal with, remind people to pay, please pay attention to the parking rules and regulations. When a snow emergency goes into effect, there's no parking on the major arteries, and those are all, they have signs on those, noting those. And then, of course, the secondary streets, there's parking on what side of the street, Mark? Uh, even? Odd? When does winter... <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> 50% chance. <laughs> uh, you were wrong. It's it's the odd side. Uh, you know I don't work at it's, DPW. It's when, it's when the winter starts. So the winter starts yeah. in 19. So it stays the odd side throughout the winter. So that's the side. this So I know that uh, it's funny because times we get a fair amount of snow, snow and times we don't get a lot. And right. people get a little lax and forget about the rules. So it makes life's, everybody everybody's lives a little easier if you pay attention to the rules. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to clear the streets to make sure they're passable, particularly when they're height of a storm, you know, if an uh, emergency vehicle has to get somewhere to serve somebody, you know, we, we can't have cars impeding that that progress. So that's the main thing, public safety for us. So please cooperate. Thank you. And I would say a couple of things we we saw on social media the one time it did snow this year. People expect a lot more now. Like when you brought this up, you know, back in the day we were skid hopping, meaning there was probably about three three inches of snow that was packed tight on every street. At least the side streets, correct. At least the side streets. Yeah. And, you know, people are asking. Used to, oh, people used to put snow tires on. Remember the, yeah. the, the tires with the treads on them? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But that all that people were asking, you know, are you going to start to plow the, the, the sidewalks? Well, no, not every. I mean, there are certain areas that you do, but yeah, you don't do that throughout the city. That's that never right. happens. That's correct. No one does that. We do snow routes. So those, some of those rock, uh, walking routes uh, the kids take to get to the school, we, we have a whole map that DPW over the years has worked with the school system on to try to keep uh, the kids safe and getting to school and from school. But no, we don't go out and do everybody's sidewalk. I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> Just wanted to point Grab that out. Grab a shovel. Yeah. If you uh, got an elderly neighbor, help them out. <laughs> that's right. And, and help each other out. That's the other thing. I would, wa- I would say also... Uh, my this, wife gets me a new shovel every year. Does she? Make sure I have the right tools to get it done. There you go. Good. <laughs> yes, she would. I would imagine she would do that. We love Christine. But uh, one thing I also wanted to mention and ask you or, or tell tell the folks is typically we, you know, after reading a lot of the social media, but it, social media becomes a really good friend around these snowstorms and when we do have these. And we're eventually, we're bound to get them this year. And, and you've sort of instituted this new thing where we're doing videos around the time when we get thousands and tens of thousands of views on those, letting people know where we're at. We'll, so make yeah, sure well, you stay we, attention to that. Exactly. If we get a serious storm, um, it, it's a great outlet for us to share information on. You immediately, know, so yeah. Immediately. Where to park, where not to park, and uh, what's happening with schools, and, and if there's power outages. Shelters. And all that stuff. So that's very, very helpful. But you can always go to the city website. When we declare the snow emergency, it's always there. It usually gets on local cable QA TV. It's usually across the board on that as well. So there's plenty of ways to get the information for people who are looking. But, you know, it comes out of common sense too. If we're getting plowable snow, 
you can imagine there's a snow emergency going to be in effect. So. <laughs> Common sense goes a long way. Yes, indeed. It certainly does. Well, let's shift gears and let's talk about uh, an interesting topic and something that people usually just, some people ignore, some people don't, some people take it serious, but the census is here. Well, the census is here every year right? The, for the local census. But so for the 10-year. The, the 10 years coming up as well, but the, the folks that are out there now, some of you in Quincy that are listening, probably have received it. I certainly got mine this past weekend. Every year, the city clerk's office sends out a census form. It's something under the law. State law is required. It allows the uh, the city clerk then to really pay attention to uh, the voting rolls and, and uh, the jury list that are provided to the to the state and the county for picking jurors. That It comes out of that census. So uh, that's very helpful in everything that we do and plan for in the city. So that's that's the one that's out on the street now. And every 10 years, the federal government does a census nationally. And from that census, and that'll be the springtime, but from that census, that's when they redraw all the political lines. So the congressional seats, I've been reading California is looking like they may lose a couple of seats because their population's going down. Florida, Texas, some other states probably will gain a seat. I think population's down in New York and a number of states. Massachusetts, our population is up, so I don't think we're going to lose a congressional seat. Uh, but they redraw the lines because under under federal law, every precinct has to be within 5% of the others, and that goes by population, not by registered voter. That trickles also down to our state uh, Senate seats, the state rep seats uh, will all be looked at again next year based on the census. I'm sure there's going to be changes in those lines. And then what happens at this level, the city clerk uh, has to redraw the actual precinct lines in the city based on those changes because we've seen... Obviously, new development. For example, we've got a lot of new apartments in Quincy Center. So whatever precinct they were part of before, you get a lot more people living in that precinct. Therefore, it's going to change that 5% swing, if you will, mm. and it's going to create an issue as far as uh, needing to redraw some lines. So a lot of things come out of it. The federal census relates to a lot of federal requirements. Really, It really connects to the kind of federal grants we get or um, certainly eligible to apply for. There's also stringent guidelines for cities over 100,000 when it comes to EPA rules and regulations. So there's, there's a lot of uh, impact based on these. But having said that, it's so important that everybody gets counted. And, and everybody gets nervous about it. I know I shouldn't say everybody, but people get nervous about it. People get busy. They put it aside, forget about it. But certainly as the CEO of the city, I can tell you that this is extremely important for Quincy so that we are at the table getting the amount of federal dollars we should be getting based on our true count. And we believe that uh, the city would between at least 100,000 people. I think you know, if everyone was counting, probably at 110 or 112. Um, now, the federal government doesn't do estimates. They have to get a return census for every unit, every apartment, every home. And whether you're, you know, whether you're an immigrant uh, or not, it doesn't matter. And the information that's collected is confidential because you know, we don't even get that stuff back. We just get the number mm. from the federal government. So it really is important. Um, people, please, please pay attention to that. So that's the local one now, the one that you should have received at your home already. The next one will be sometime in, I believe it's April. It starts April 1st, I guess. Um, no pun there, right? Uh, <laughs> federal government April Fool's Day I don't know. but please pay attention to that one and, and, and there'll be a lot more to talk about there'll be a lot more follow up a lot more announcements and bulletins out there about this nationally as well as statewide and locally on that one great uh, so make sure you return that fill out that census form and send it back to the city and federal correct 
Yeah, so this one is the city one. The one, one in the spring will be the federal one. Right. Okay. Yep. Moving on, we uh, had a couple of new things happen in the city. We also have a new tourism director, which we haven't mentioned at all yet, but uh, she's getting her feet wet from New Bedford. Dagny Ashley is here. Now she's our new tourism director for the city, the first city tourism director ever. Pretty impressive. It is. Pretty impressive. I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but uh, I can recall many, many years ago that we different tourism committees and organizations sure. that really try to put stuff together. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking of Lawrence Strout from the old... Um, President City Motel and what was the restaurant? Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the restaurant there? The Red House, um, Winfield House. Oh, the Winfield House. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. His, his mother uh, established that many, many years ago. So, so there's been a lot of attempts about pulling the tourism stuff together. Now, we should um, first of all mention that we are very fortunate to have the National Park Service having a, a uh, presence in our city is huge. It's yeah. huge. And they tell the Adams story. But we have a lot more to our story, the Quincy story, than the Adams. They're a big part of it. There's no question. And, you know, we've also talked on the show how, you know, many years ago there's been, you know, the fits and starts and stops. And But, you know, I don't know that we were really ready 25 or 30 years ago. First of all, we didn't have a, other than the motel, we didn't have much for rooms in the right, city. You get right. the Marriott now. You get the Best Western. They re- rehabbed the, the President City, which is now Howard Johnson's, I yep. believe. Yeah. You get the Staybridge now over Montclair, Holiday Inn Staybridge. And, there's more on the drawing board. So sure. uh, we have uh, places for people to stay, number one. Two is there are far more places to go and eat and visit. We've got more beautiful public spaces. There are more destination points. Um, the Hancock Adams Common kind of brings that all together in many, many ways. Um, so we're prepared today now for it. So I, I think that between the efforts of the Park Service, the efforts over the years of Discover Quincy, and Fantastic. we appreciate the work that that board has done and Margaret LaForest did, uh, but they were doing a lot of different things, and and it wasn't it wasn't purely solely tourism. A lot of events, a lot of other stuff, all good stuff, all good stuff. But I wanted a complete laser focus on somebody's sole job is to bring people to our city. There's great economic value to tourism, and this state certainly has a a place in that. We get uh, we get a lot of tourists that come to the state every year. We want to make sure that people find Quincy, people know about Quincy, know the story of Quincy. And that's going to be the the main job of our, of our new director. Um, she's she did it for many many years in uh, Fall River. She's New Bedford. Yep, she did New Bedford. It excuse the me, Southeastern Mass region. She did. She worked yep. at the Mass Office of Travel and Tourism. Yeah, she's fantastic. She got a lot of contacts. She knows the deal. She knows the routine. And so we've asked her to take a hard look at everything. Come back with us as her recommendations on um, you know a, a buying package, if you will. Where should we be spending our money in today's changing world? Constantly, right? This the social media presence. You're gonna get the old traditional magazines. You got newspapers. You got a million ways to spend money. What's the most effective way? Who are the people that we think would be interested in, in Quincy? You know, um, so she's got some work to do. It's not like nothing's been done. Don't get me wrong. There's mm. been a lot, a lot of effort over the years. We've got. Certainly, a brochure's available. We have a presence out there. But I, to build on that, to bring it to a whole other level, um, she's got some work to do. Well, and as we speak, I know she's with the she's with the Mass Office of Travel and Tourism Director, now Keith Keiko um, Orell, who is the uh, head of tourism for the state, having a conversation with her today. She's only been here for a week. She's already meeting with the players. She, everyone knows her and loves her. And we, went, we had some great candidates, by the way, that came and interviewed for the job. But she really, really yeah, stood Yeah, I know stood we had uh, how many... Applications, we had quite a few. Yeah, we had a lot of applications. Yeah. We, I think, we whittled it down to about twelve or thirteen people that we interviewed, and okay. uh, she was fantastic. So uh, that's, I know that. Yeah, was, she. I know that. Um, in the end, I understood because uh, the recommendation came from you guys to me that it was pretty unanimous. Uh, There's no doubt that she was the right choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's. I, I've known her for a few years, and, and I know that everyone in the in the tourism world in Massachusetts and beyond uh, has a has a great. Uh, um, 
appreciation of her work. So it's really exciting to have it here. And yeah, and we, first in the city. We welcome her and yeah. we wish her the best. And uh, we know that over time it's going to pay dividends to the and economy. Especially, especially since it's 2020, which makes uh, this year the, the 400th anniversary of Plymouth, Massachusetts, America's hometown. Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating all their 400th activities, but they're going to have millions of visitors this year that will be coming through Quincy. So Quincy's a great proximity to Boston and, and the South Shore, and we're the gateway to all of them, really. Right. Which brings us to our next which I shifted gears a little bit on the 400 stuff. Quincy 400 is very vibrant. Thank you, Mayor, for sort of tasking us for this uh, community sort of outreach. And we've done that over the past few years. And we're having another meeting on a, commun- a community-wide meeting at the Kennedy Center at 530, uh, to, from 530 to 730 on the 21st of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we'll have a full workshop in Charette and people can get really involved, all kinds of fun activities that are going to be going Charette, around. Charette, not a charade, right? Not a, not a charade. This will okay. be a full Sure. Okay. And, and not repeating the same information we've had from other meetings. So I know that you'll be there and in, uh, in, uh, welcoming everyone. Yeah, and I know we've had a lot of interest. Uh, there's been a lot of folks that stepped up and volunteered to serve. Some just want to be part of it. There's others that have very specific items they want to be involved in, and, and I get that. So uh, we still have a couple of categories we're looking for some help in. we got some of the categories that we got more than enough help in. But we're always open to ideas, suggestions, and comments from people. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be good night weather-wise. We invite people to come out. And if you haven't been to the Kennedy Center before, it's a great opportunity to see it. That's where our Council on Aging is housed. Uh, tremendous programs going out of there every day for seniors of our city. So uh, come down and uh, enjoy, please. And the mayor, of course, is speaking about his mayoral advisory committees that, from the six pillars within the Quincy 400. And uh, we do have some spaces to fill there. But this is all in order to put together a report by May for you so we can have some you know, uh, some things to look at that we could possibly get closer to our twenty, our 400th anniversary in 2025. Yes. As we've, as we've been talking about this for the last couple of years, it's, 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 uh, I viewed it as an exercise to bring the community together. Of course, we're going to celebrate it in 2025, but uh, how we can use this uh, to really kind of leverage the resources in our community, the talent in our community in so many ways, how can we make Quincy the place we want it to be in 2025? So that's the, been the big question. We're getting a lot of answers to that. We're getting a lot of um, surveys back that people express interest in, in all kinds of different things. Of course, we want the best of everything, right? We want the best education system. I think we're there. We, we want a safe city, and, and we have one. But there's always room for improvement. I know that, um, you know, the traffic thing comes up. How can we do a better job managing our traffic? Some of the neighborhood issues that come up, quality of life issues, whether it's parking or, you know, street trees or sidewalk repair, some basic stuff, fundamental stuff. Mm-hmm. Then there's the big picture stuff, you know, that, we, that we'll be talking about. And and I know we've talked about it at, um, recently at the inauguration, but, you know, the, the Performing Arts Center that came out of really... Uh, the idea of, of the average person just writing in, filling it out online, or comment and commenting in a hearing. It's, as you know, Mark, you've been involved in this. That is the most common theme we've heard throughout this consistently, no matter where we were, whatever the demographic was, for a place for people to go maybe see a show, see a movie. And I know different people have different ideas of what this should be. I mean, and, you know, it's not going to be the be-all, end-all, but we're looking at a performing arts slash cultural type center that brings the community together for, for shows, for comedians to come in town. Maybe a band comes in town. Maybe it's a symphony orchestra, the Choral Society, or maybe there's a uh, one of the high schools decide to do a major show that their auditorium's not big enough for and, and they can avail themselves to this. I mean, there's a, a myriad of uses, and um, you know we got a lot of corporate headquarters in Quincy. Uh, those companies love to go in and use a venue like sure. this for different corporate activities. So the... You know, with all that's going on in our city and all the assets that we do have and the gems that we do have, 
uh, I think it makes perfect sense. A city of 100,000 would have a center such as this. So that's the goal. We've heard you loud and clear out there, and we're pursuing it. <laughs> and it, what the mayor said a couple of weeks ago, last week, we have talked with IT. We're going to have a specific email. By the way, if you have questions that you want us to address, or the, or the mayor to address on this podcast specifically, we're going to have an email for you that IT is working on, whether it's going to be podcast at Quincy at quincyma.gov, but we'll have that. Um, email out for you. But in the meantime, if you have a burning desire or a question you want to ask the mayor to be shared on this podcast and be talked about on this podcast, please give us a call at 617-376-1990. That's the mayor's office. That's 376-1990. 617-376-1990. You can email us as well, though. You can email us, email us as well. But uh, Well, you can do info at uh, quinzyma.gov, but we're going to have a specific podcast uh, email that IT is working on as we speak. Oh, okay, so you're not That's ready true. with it. Okay. <laughs> it's not easy. You can't just create these really that fast. So the six pillars, Mark. Let's talk about that. So six we, we narrowed it down from could have been a couple 15, of dozen 20. different categories yeah. at one point, uh, but we felt in order to kind of focus in and be organized, we we narrowed it down to to really six. We're calling it the six pillars. Six really areas that we're we're focusing on to. Uh, Bring the city to that city we want it to be in 2025. So, and they are. Um, and stop me if you want to talk about each one of these. But education is is our first. Is we're not not in any order, but education. education is obviously, not only about our school system, but we get two colleges in Quincy: Quincy College, East Nazarene. They'll be involved. All things education from preschool right through college. Absolutely right. And history, arts, and culture. That speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. <laughs> Great history we have, and and uh, we just talked about arts and culture, culture right? Yep. Uh, economic growth and tourism which obviously speak to themselves as well. Yeah, we, we're seeing a significant investment in Quincy. There's a lot of economic development going on, and uh, we're pleased with that. And uh, I know there was some discussion about where to land tourism, but it is an economic driver. Uh, we felt it makes sense to put it together on that one. So, Sure, and capital assets and transportation. So capital assets would be all of those wonderful buildings and facilities that we own and maintain as a city, which are very, very important to maintain. They're all, you know, people are from Quincy listening here. Those are our assets. Those are things that we own that we have to maintain. So uh, whether it's maintaining them well, replacing them, looking at new ways, you know, it's seawalls, it's, it's you name it. Everything we do in public infrastructure would fall into that category. Well, in a lot of these uh, categories cross over, like the next one is neighborhoods. Yep. A lot of these things affect neighborhoods and public safety and everything else in neighborhoods. And the finally is it's health and wellness. And health and wellness is everything from the opiate uh, issue to, uh, you know, keeping yourself healthy and uh, veterans and seniors. So people should not adopt you on my diet to be healthy, Mark. <laughs> Definitely not mine. Although he's lost, he's shed like thirty pounds. Uh, I haven't, that's still uh, working. Huh? I haven't shed a, a dime. So that's really what what that's all about. Uh, on the twenty first, I may have said Wednesday, but it's Tuesday, the twenty first of January, at the Kennedy Center from five thirty to seven thirty. Please join us if you can. That's also, the, that's out on the causeway for those people that haven't been out there. Obviously, if you live in Squanum, you pass it by every day going out the causeway. But it's the old Mile Standish School, and it was the Beachwood on the Bay for a period of time as well. It's uh. It's a great building, and there's some there's some parking around it, so hopefully uh, it won't be snowing. Visit Quincy, yeah, visit quincyma.gov. You'll find information. There's an event. There's an Eventbrite uh, RSVP, but if you don't get to that, that's okay. Just come. It's okay. Yep. And finally, Mayor, uh, Monday is Martin Luther King Day, and we always had a tradition here in the city to to celebrate that at a, at a breakfast. Yes, uh, it'll be held Monday at 9 a.m. at Quincy High School in the cafeteria. And the school kids uh, will be involved. Um, we have the culinary of Quincy High School that's putting on the breakfast. Great, great, great We job. have, I think, the, the choir from the two high schools. They're going to sing the national anthem. We have the ROTC group 
from North that's going to do the presentation of the colors and the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, our keynote speaker this year is Joe Finn. Joe Finn used to be a city councilor at large. He's a uh, well-known person in our community. He's been an advocate, a leader, if you will, on the homelessness issue for years. Incredible guy, great human being, and uh, he knows a lot about uh, compassion, knows a lot about you know, justice and, and what we need to be doing as a society. And I think some of the things that, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, challenged us as a nation at the time, uh, there are still challenges today. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think people do forget about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was that he was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, he, was a, he was a minister at heart. That's what he did. He preached and preached. Uh, and it was the Christian ethics, really, that uh, was the backbone of what he believed uh, and how he challenged America at the time. It was some crazy times in the 60s. Um, you know, we lost, uh, by assassin, we lost him. We lost John Kennedy as the president. We lost Bobby Kennedy when he was running for president. Some really crazy times. And uh, we were just uh, still in diapers, I think, Mark, at that time. But um, <laughs> I won't take I, that any further. <laughs> we're the same age. So, yeah, we were. I know you look about. older, but yeah, we are the, we are the same age. He always says that. Um, so... It's it's good for us to come together as a community, and uh, maybe the challenges are a little different than they were then. But there are there are always going to be some challenges um, in society, and it's a good opportunity to reflect on how Martin Luther King challenged us, uh, and to kind of bring that into today's light. And how can we we talk about the Quincy Four Hundred? How can the city be better? How can we be better as a society? Um, and I I think that um, Joe Finn will probably have some good things to say on Monday. And that is a great note to end this episode of podcast Quincy's season two episode number two what do you wow. think wow that's good yeah Jeez. we're into two years now there we go two seasons a long way to go huh all right thank you mayor coke uh please find this podcast and share it with your friends look for podcast Quincy wherever you get your podcast we'll see you next time mm-hmm.